This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, and welcome to episode 100 of Bring Your Product Idea to Life. Um, I can't actually believe that we've made it to 100 episodes in some ways. Um, I think you know how it is. It seems really soon and also... A really long time as well. I wasn't quite sure what to do for this 100th episode. I wanted to mark it in some way, but I wasn't quite sure um, what to talk about. So I asked in my free Facebook group and I was actually requested to do this lesson about my first year setting up my products business and the years that I learned. Um, I should say as an aside, if you're not already in my free Facebook group and you either have a products business or you're in the process of starting one, please do join. Um, it's a really friendly, supportive group. It's quite small at the moment, but I think that's a good thing as people are able to make real connections. I also ran an event in that group just for members a few weeks ago. Well, it'll be a few weeks ago if you're listening to this episode around the time it comes out which was about creating products and the steps to go through um, in a bit more detail than the podcast episode I did recently and there was also the opportunity for people to ask questions that um, event is still available in the group to view so if you join the group now you will be able to go and find that at the moment it's pinned um, depending when you join you may or may not be able to find it easily but you could always ask me and I could um yeah I could send you I could show you the way and you know show you how to find it so if you're interested please do that the group's called the product creators club um you should be able to find it by searching on Facebook but of course there'll be a link in the show notes as well so coming back to my first year you might have already heard the origin story of my business and some of the mistakes that I made and things that I learned but then again you might not have done I certainly don't expect you to have listened to the entire back catalogue as I say we're at 100 episodes now that's quite a lot Um, and I'm not going to you know go over all of that again here in detail but if you are interested I will put links to that episode in the show notes that's episode 14 so it's really early on and I will link to it so you can find it easily but just to give a little recap even if you have heard my story before I set up Tiny Chipmunk which was my baby products business which is now in the process of closing down and there's actually a podcast episode about my reasons behind that as well um, which is I believe 93 and again I'll link to it. So I set up that business in 2016 not long after my daughter was born she was a few she's my second child and she was a few weeks old. I was looking to do something that would work around the kids and I was inspired by an episode of the Pat Flynn podcast. Um, and so you could say I'm not going to go into great detail but that's how it all began and my first year really was all about getting set up 
it took a lot longer than expected. Um, I think in some ways as well, well, in fact, in lots of ways, probably, it took a lot longer than it actually needed to. I can't tell you how many rabbit holes I went down when I was starting my business, how many YouTube videos I watched, how many blogs I read, how many podcast episodes I listened to. I consumed a lot more than I actually did. Um, And this mainly just led me to me getting more and more confused, if I'm really honest with you. Um, And that's, I guess, the first sort of lesson that I learned that I'd like to share is that I think... I heard something, I can't even remember when or where I heard this, but I was taught at some point about something called just-in-time learning, which is, let's say you need to learn about Facebook ads. So you go and learn about Facebook ads and then you implement what you've learned. Or maybe you need to improve your SEO. That's something that I'm working on now. So this is a real example. I need to improve my SEO. So I'm working through um, a mini course online now and I'm implementing what I learn as I learn it. So that's called just-in-time learning. What I was doing was thinking, oh, well, I might want to do Facebook ads one day, so I'm going to learn about it now. I might want to um, set up, well, I did set up a Shopify store, so that's a bad example, but I might want to do Google ads, let's say, one day. So I'm going to learn about it now. Um, And I was learning about all, every aspect of running a products business, whether it's accounting, whether it was all of the things. Whereas, in reality, I think that my time would have been better spent and I would have been more productive if I just focused on the next thing. That's part of the reason I created my product creation checklist, which I will link to in the show notes if you haven't got that already. It's, basically, it's literally a checklist of the things you need to do in rough order. Of course, though, the, you know, the order might vary slightly for you which is fine. And there's also a second page on there um, that Gemma Waits, the founder of All by Mama, put together for me, which is kind of the business things you have to do. So nothing to do with the actual creation of your products, but the things, you know, the practical things you need to do around establishing a business around it, if that's what you want to do. Um, so yeah, I think there's something to be said for just focusing on the next step, learning what you need to do about that and moving forward. I think that I procrastinated quite a bit and actually that gives me a lot of the inspiration for what I do now so the whole reason I've started up my business and this podcast and some of the free resources I offer is that I know how confusing it can be Um, not for everyone I mean I'm sure that lots of us are very organized and able to sort of stick to that schedule and not lose sight of you know and and stick to it um but the way my brain works is I just went off in so many different directions I'm sure I'm not the only one please tell me I'm not the only one and um, I think that for some of you these resources will be really helpful nevertheless I'm really glad that I went out and did it um I spoke to Emma Sims from Star Soul Sanctuary a few weeks ago on the podcast. It's a great episode if you haven't listened. And Emma was talking about the importance of just going out and doing it. And I couldn't agree more. Even though I learned mistakes along the way, and we'll talk about some of those now, I think that, you know, we learn from our mistakes. Um, hopefully other people can learn from our mistakes. You know, I, I try and share as much as I can now with you about things that I've learned and you know some of my thinking has changed over the years as well so if you read my blog back in the early days and then you listen to me now you might think it's not consistent and that's actually because there were certain things I've changed my mind on either because I've learned something new or because something's changed um but I definitely think there's something to be said for just going along and making some mistakes done is definitely better than perfect I mean I made some big mistakes as well I made a huge mistake with my packaging which meant products actually got damaged um which wasn't great that's probably the biggest thing that I've done wrong um 
I had a mistake when I didn't have my shipping set up correctly. Um, it's quite a few. I'm not going to go through all of these, actually. That's quite probably quite depressing. But I think the lesson here is that I did get through it all. Um, and I learned something. And through what I do now, I'm able to explain to people what I learn and hopefully prevent others from making the same mistakes, which I think is really helpful. Um, that's actually when I was reading my early blog posts, which I did to prep for this episode, um, you may or may not know that I've had a blog for, oh, I think it was 2016, I set it up, so a really long time now. Um, and some of those early blog posts make me smile because I was just so naive. Um, kind part of me thinks I should probably delete them because they're a bit embarrassing. Um, also, they're obviously not as relevant now. But then another part of me actually wants a reminder of those early years because it's literally a diary of what I did, when I did it, why I did it in real time. And I think it's actually incredibly useful. So coming back to why it took so long to get my first product out, and it did take a long time. I I went, it took me around eight months from I have an idea for a product to actually having something to sell and that is quite I think that is actually quite a long time um to some of you it might seem quick but actually knowing what I know now I now know I could do that a lot quicker um you wouldn't actually know from the blog I should say that it took so long because I only started the blog in the November which was around six weeks before my product was ready to sell so if you're reading the blog it might actually feel like oh she did it really quickly but that isn't the reality um I was asked to sort of go through sort of a month by month sort of how I got going but I'm really sorry I can't actually do that I mean even having the blog which was the last couple of weeks um I still really can't think about what I did in what order um because you know as I said I had a really young baby then and a three-year-old and there was a lot I still also ran my had a yoga business as well that I was still running at the time um life was busy and I just remember working when I could I definitely remember working all through the summer I remember working on the patio I remember working like in the baby's room and she was asleep um yeah I I spent a lot of time um yeah and I don't think I could have done much differently actually with everything that was on I mean we all had the same amount of time I did obviously didn't have loads of time I don't believe I could have found more time but I do think I could have used my time better um if I had my time again I think I probably would have used a checklist like the one I've created and I would have set goals to myself like this week I'm going to do this task um or this month I'm going to do you know get these chunks done or I want to get to this point by then um whereas instead as I said I was quite unfocused um I think I procrastinated a lot and the way I procrastinated was by consuming as I mentioned before I was consuming all the podcasts all the videos um and that actually ultimately led to me taking longer to make decisions because the more information I was sort of taking in um the more confusing it was getting and also as I say I was also finding out about things I just didn't need at that time so I think I could have been much more focused and as I said the checklist that I've created is something that I started using for my second product third product because I found that it was a really helpful way of keeping me on track so was it a bad thing that it took that long to launch my first product um 
I don't know, possibly, being, being really honest with you, when I researched the product that I launched, which was some bamboo um, muslin swaddles, um, they, were re- they were a really popular product and there wasn't loads of competition. When I actually launched, it was less popular and there was more competition. Um, and I think, it's, I think I know why this is. I think it's partly because I came up with the idea for this product in May, so we were coming into summer. And I think people know about the cooling properties of bamboo and the fact that it can, you know, you can, it's a nice light layer for a baby, keep them nice and cool. I'm not sure people were as aware then about the other side of it, about how warm it can keep you in winter. And these are like, they look like really thin sheets. So I think that was part of the reason because actually in subsequent years, I saw that I did, apart from sort of spikes over Christmas, I did tend to sell more of them in the summer months and the winter months. And I think there was more competition because I'm, I certainly wasn't the only one to think, oh, this is a really, this is a product of a great potential and start sourcing it. And I think there were plenty of people who got their products to the market before I did. So that's why I think it probably wasn't great that it took me so long to do it. Um, but as I say, um, you live and learn. I think the main lesson I took from this isn't that I could have done it all quicker. Um, I've just explained so many things I think I could have done differently. But I think the main lesson for me is I could have used some of that time a bit better and a bit differently. So for example, some of this time that, you know, the time that I've, I've explained to you was, you know, um, production time so for the factory actually making the product and then shipping time because my first batch came from China so it obviously took a while for them to get here and I don't really remember what I was doing during that time but I know what I wasn't doing I wasn't building a lot of awareness I wasn't trying to build an audience I wasn't trying to grow my social media I wasn't trying to get people on an email list I wasn't looking to get pre-orders and I really could have done all of that. I mean, I had the blog um, and people were reading the blog. I don't know how they were finding it, to be quite honest with you, but people were. But all of those stories and, you know, talking about the journey and sharing, you know, progress that I was doing on my blog, I could have been doing on social media. I also could have been trying to get blog readers onto my email list. Presumably some of the people reading my blog were interested in the product creation side, but maybe there were some that were interested in actually buying the product. Um I think if I had my time again, that is definitely something I would do differently. I would use that time a bit more proactively. And then the last thing I guess I want to share is that when my product finally went live, I was so enthusiastic and so excited. You know, it's a massive milestone. I was really proud of myself. If you have done the same, hopefully you felt the same. If you're working on creating your first product now, um, I really hope you feel that enthusiastic enthusiasm that's the word isn't it and excitement and pride when your product does go live but I would caution that with um I think I was so enthusiastic that I wanted to do everything so I tried literally every sales channel I threw myself into learning SEO I did Google ads I did Facebook ads I did Google shopping ads I didn't have success with any of these I should say so I think my lesson here again is to have a plan um I actually did exactly the same thing with my yoga business I mentioned earlier I used to teach children's yoga and I remember when I started that business again I was like oh I'm going to run classes for babies and I'm going to run classes for toddlers and I'm going to run classes in nurseries and I'm going to run classes in schools 
rather than just focusing on what worked, which for me at that time, the thing that made the most sense and the most profit and just worked was running classes in nurseries and preschools and having like a contract that lasted for a term or a full school year or whatever it was. And yeah, that for me was the best way of running my business. But it took me a few years to figure out that that was the best way of of running my business. And I think a lot for that was I couldn't see the wood for the trees. I think that's the right phrase because I was just doing everything. Um, and so, yeah, a key thing I would say when you're launching, whether it's your first product or second product, is to kind of figure out what works and focus on that. And of course, straight away, you won't know what works and you can think something might work and it might not. But I wouldn't, for example, start running Facebook ads and Google ads and Amazon ads, let's say. I would do one and see how it goes and then if it's not going as you want or even if it is you want to try something else I would stop doing that and then try another thing and yeah and just be a bit more systematic um, because I don't believe if you're doing everything well certainly for myself if I am doing all of the things I can't do all of the things well I can do one thing really well maybe two things really well I can't do everything really well and I think that I probably hindered myself a bit in those early days by not realizing that and again as with my yoga business as time went on and I realized what worked my business where my products sold well where they didn't sell what kind of advertising worked what didn't I eventually you know stopped doing the things that didn't work and just focused on the things that worked and then of course I saw the results to reflect that um but I think being super keen and trying to do everything just really didn't didn't work for me so to summarise, I will say, um, that's a really quick, I know, run through of what my first year looked like. I don't know if that's what you were expecting or what you wanted, um, but that's what it is. Um, I mean, aside from anything else, it's almost six years ago, so it is getting harder to remember those very early days, which, as I say, is why I really like having the blog and everything to remind me of that. Um I can't tell you what your first year will involve if indeed you haven't had your first year already. I can't tell you how it will go. I can't tell you how long it will take because everyone's journey is so different. If you've listened to any of my previous podcast episodes with other product creators, I think you'll get a real idea of that. Um, And if you haven't, I think that probably is the best way to get an idea of what people's beginnings look like, the things that you need to do, the things that... um, you know, learning from other what other people have done, because my story is mine, but it won't be yours, and nobody else's will be yours either. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a really good place to start. If you are through those first couple of years, and you would like to share your story on the other side, I would absolutely love to talk to you. So please do get in touch. It's Vicky, that's Vicky with an I at vickyweinberg.com. Do get in touch with me. There will be a link in the show notes as well. So you can do that if you think you would like to come on and share your story. And I should also point out here that lots of people sort of are put off because they say, well, I haven't really got anything to say, but you do. Um, Your story is your story and it'll be unique. It won't be the same as anyone else's. And even if to you it seems quite uneventful, it's really interesting. I find it really interesting and I know the listeners find it really interesting. Hopefully you find them really interesting. So yeah, do do get in touch if you'd like to come on a future episode because I absolutely love talking to you. The best advice I can give you now if you're still in the early days is ask for help if you need help, speak to other people, join networks, as I say listen to this podcast, join my Facebook group, um, there's lots of people in there that can help you, if you tag me and things I'll always help you um, and even if you don't want to join the Facebook group if 
you feel I can help you, please get in touch because I would love to help you any way that I can. Um, and yeah, so I think that is really it. So thank you for bearing with me. Um, thank you for being here. Whether you listen to 100 episodes or this is your first episode, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you listening. Um, and yeah, here's to the next 100 episodes. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave me a review. That really helps other people to find this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and do tell your friends about it too if you think that they also might enjoy it. You can find me at vickyweinberg.com. There you'll find link to all of my social channels. You'll find lots more information, all of the past podcast episodes and lots of free resources too. So again, that's vickyweinberg.com. Take care, have a good week and see you next time if you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024 i really recommend my podcast host captivate captivate were my top pick when i started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started i've stuck with them for the last four years because captivate is still really simple to use they keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.